Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Michael Bergamo. You're listening to episode 44 of the Code Blue Technology Daily Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. Wanted to holler at you guys. I, I've been approached a couple of times in the last, uh, well, 11 years. Uh, <laughs> but more recently, um, in the last couple of days, we've had a bunch of larger businesses come out and do um, uh, kind of request these larger wireless site surveys. Uh State, so I wanted to do kind of a, a PSA on the on the state of wireless technology because so much of it has changed uh, just in the last like three or four years. Uh, and because I think what wireless was when it started was kind of a novelty. Like you had a hardwired cable, which was great, and you know it moved at ten one hundred, which is you know it was fast. And then gigabit came out, and everything moved to that. And all of the while, the the reliability of a cable never degraded it just kept getting faster which was awesome and then they said you know what would be even better if we didn't need the cable at all and it's just not true <laughs> like wireless by and large is a secondary method of, com- of connectivity uh not meant to displace your wired connections especially if you're in business uh a lot of these bigger businesses have, have tried to skimp on infrastructure cabling knowing that it costs a lot of money there's a lot of time involved in wireless you can oversubscribe. You can put one access point in the middle of a room and 25 people theoretically could connect to it and you don't need any kind of cabling, which is just not, not, it's not that it's not true. It's just not wise. Uh, I say that for a couple of reasons and because to do that, you'd have to have a lot of things in place to control what people are doing with that wireless connectivity. And then you introduce the spectrum of all kinds of wireless device uh, manufacturers uh, all the different scales in which you can purchase wireless and produce, uh, you know, from the very expensive to the very inexpensive, they come with their own bag of cats. Uh, but if you're going to do that, there's there are a couple of things you need to know. From the early days of wireless, in order to control wireless, you had to have an intermittent, uh, kind of an interconnected piece of equipment called a wireless LAN controller. And sometimes you had to have multiple of these. So that if the primary one fails, you're not dead in the water with wireless. Because it was your primary point of access. It was your pri- it was kind of like you think of it like a router. All these access points were spread across the building. You wired them up. You, you put them all back into the, you know, the data closet with a switch between them. And then you plug that whole thing into a LAN controller so that you, the IT administrator, could produce new wireless networks, you know, public and, and private. You could do, uh, you know, you could change the wireless password across 65 different access points without having to log into each one of them, which is awesome. Uh, and then you, you know, fast forward a couple of years, then you wanted to be able to say, okay, YouTube happened, uh, you know, Spotify happened, and now people just want to stream all day. Well, that's a huge load on your wireless uh, access device. And not only that, but it's dragging down the productivity of the other 27 people that are connected to it. So you want to be able to limit that. You want to be able to time that maybe to certain points of the day, you know, during lunchtime, what have you. Everybody's allowed to do whatever you want to do on the internet, and right back at one o'clock, you got to go back to production. Uh, that that all happened, uh, and then more and more wireless uh, manufacturers came into the marketplace and said, "No, no, 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 no! You don't have to have a box in the closet. You can do all this in the cloud," which was awesome. Uh, and then you you know turn the whole thing into a service, you know, a subscription-based service where you uh, you know the proprietor can subscribe to this you know land controller in the cloud thing. It can monitor all of your traffic. It can control a lot of that traffic. And to deploy more access control, uh, more access points, all you have to do is log into them 
and bada bing, they've got all of your configurations already there for you, which is just cool. Uh, and they're super high density. You don't have to have, you know, one access point every five feet. Uh, you can have one every 60 feet or one every 80 feet. Or, and all of this can be done with a proper site survey, which is what we do all day. You know, when, when religious organizations call us and say, you know, everybody's moving, we want to be able to tithe, we want to be able to donate, we want to be able to bring in 65 people on laptops and have them raise funds for, for whatever we're doing, uh, whatever cause we're behind. We want to have them all be in one central room, uh, not spread out. That means you have to have a single point of access, maybe two, uh, for all of these people to connect onto. And I think the, a common misconception with wireless is that you can have you know, hundreds and hundreds of people on a single access point. And I think cell phones give us that, that misconception because you think there's a million cell phones, a billion cell phones in, you know, in, my, in my area, and there's only a handful of towers. Totally different bandwidth spectrum. Totally different code division. It's, it's just not the same. You can put a whole bunch of devices on a wireless access point, but every time you do that, you, don't, you, you dilute the speed in which you're trying to get. So if your expectation is to get 700 megabytes, which is you know, roughly you know, two-thirds, you know, three-quarters of, of a gigabyte, you're not going to get that once you put 60 devices on it. It's just not feasible. Every time, so that's, that's what we have to do. We have to figure out how many people you have, what kind of, how many devices you have specifically, and then what you're going to do with that wireless connectivity. And after all of that math is finished, then we have to break it down and figure out, you know, budgets. We have to figure out how much you're going to actually rely on this. Is this going to be your primary mode of communication or is this going to be something secondary? Uh, I've had a lot of business owners produce wireless just for their employees' cell phone usage, meaning you don't nothing for production. It's just a direct path to the internet to save them a couple of bucks on their data plan, which is super noble, and I love that. Uh, but it's definitely, you know, we have to have that conversation before we can recommend anybody because a $12, you know, Linksys TP-Link, whatever, while it is super strong and super great for your home, may not pan out for your business, especially when you've got Android devices, iOS devices, PCs, Macs. You have all these different kinds of platforms connecting to your wireless, you want to figure out what, uh, you know, which brand is going to best support them, who has the most support for each one of those platforms, who's going to be continuing to support that stuff. We have to do all that homework so that you can be super successful when you go and invest in putting up wireless for your folks or your customers or your patrons. Then you enter in a whole other category completely, which is point-to-point -point wireless. This is not a new thing at all, uh, but it is getting so much better. There are only a handful of players in this space right now where you have a main building and then you have maybe an outbuilding, something 100 feet away, 100 yards away, uh, that you can't get Comcast or you can't get an internet connection over there, but you want to have a computer in that you know, warehouse space or whatever it is. Maybe there are people over there uh, and you want to get internet, but you don't want to buy another circuit. So how do you do that? The same manufacturers of these high-end and even kind of middle-of-the-road uh, access point manufacturers make these point-to-point -point access points, and the installation on them, uh, you know, can be done in, in, with not a lot of effort. You know, it, it's pretty great. It can be managed with the same indoor access points that you already have. Uh, it's just a matter of sizing that appropriately for the bandwidth expectations. You know, are there you know, voice over IP phones in that building? Are there, you know, uh, are, you know large CAD computers that are going to be constantly uploading and downloading from the server all day long? We have to figure that out first so that we can make a proper recommendation to you so that you don't have to go back to the well on this in like, you know, five years. Granted, everything changes daily, 
speeds are getting better all the time. The prices of these things are going way down uh, because I think they're becoming more ubiquitous across, uh, you know, all lines of business, whatever the case may be. So, and you know, all of this was spurred from from a simple question, which was somebody that had bought um, a wireless uh, router, like you would at home, like you, you know, your router connect, connects it up to Comcast, it, it delivers internet, uh, and it produces it throughout your house. They said, well, can I just use one of those and stick it in the closet? I said, yeah, sure, you can, but you're, you know, you have to bear in mind that your IT closet is typically not where your people are. Meaning where your production team is, your your office, your office specifically, is it sitting right next to the server room? If so, probably will work fine. If not, if it's across the building or worse on a different floor, no, that's definitely not going to work. And you can take the, that internet connection that you have where it is and distribute it somewhere else through the means of a hardline cable and the proper access point or points. Uh, and wrapping all of that around man with management. Uh, it's just a simple conversation to have to say, you know, how much control do you want over this? Uh, all of this comes through consultation, and I love a chance to sit down and talk with you, especially if, you, if you're on the fence on a couple of different brands. Uh, you know, I, I hate to say this, but, the, you know, the brand does make the difference. You know, a lot of the, the technology that these people bet on as the horse to ride, uh, you know, has been you know, and maybe never will be again. Uh, so we, we have to evaluate that, and we have kind of a, we have a great pulse on all of those brands and what they're doing and what's coming up because we meet with their suppliers all the time. Uh, we meet with their product managers, their, their product supervisors. They can tell us what's coming. So I can say as the consultant, yes, sir, this thing is amazing and it will be for some time. This is what's coming. This is what you have to look forward to. Uh, just a little bit of the service. That's what we hope for. Uh, so if this is interesting to you or anybody you can, you can share this to, I would certainly appreciate it. You can call me anytime, day or night, 804-521-7660. Guys, this has been fun. Uh, episode 44 is in the bag. We'll talk to you tomorrow.